Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is May 20th. Today we're going to continue this week's Come Follow Me block in section 54. If you'll remember, Lehman Copley was the man who was converted from the Shaker religion. He asked Joseph Smith if he and a couple elders could return to the Shakers and preach to them. Didn't go over super well. And when he came home from that trip, his faith had been shaken a little bit. So much so that this man who had covenanted for the saints who had moved from Colesville to live on his property had decided that he no longer wanted to live the law of consecration. He no longer would keep that covenant that he had made. Now, this was particularly difficult because those Colesville saints had been told that this would be their place of residence. They had done a ton of work on his property. They had planted crops. They had done everything. But all of a sudden, they're being told that they don't have a place to live anymore. Now, they can't be held completely blameless in this. They had become a little bit selfish. They had begun to fight among each other. And things were just really tense and difficult all around. Now, here in this situation, we have Noel Knight, who was appointed to be an agent in this area, an agent unto the church. And so he is concerned about what's going on. He's concerned about how to help the Colesville Saints. He's concerned about Lehman Copley and his decisions that he's making. And so he turns to Joseph Smith, seeking a revelation from the Lord of what to do and how to proceed with the people in this area. So let's jump into section 54. We're going to go a little bit reverse. We're going to start with verse 3, and then we'll take a look at verse 1. Verse 3 says, And if your brethren desire to escape their enemies, let them repent of all their sins and become truly humble before me and contrite. So here, that same thing, we're seeing that God is commanding all of them to repent from the big things and from the small things. He is asking for their repentance. He's asking for their change. Now, one thing that I really love about this verse is that it says that repentance will help them escape their enemies. Now, the church, yes, had enemies in Kirtland at the time, but I also think it's important to recognize that it's not just the physical enemies who are trying to kick them out of the land. Each of us have enemies that we need to escape daily. And usually these are not physical enemies trying to do us harm, but oftentimes they're enemies from within. They could be anxiety or depression. They could be doubt or fear. They could be anger. They could be cynicism, sarcasm selfishness, greed, all of these things can be enemies that we need to overcome and that we need to conquer. And what I love is that the Lord is saying that repentance is the key to overcoming all our enemies, whether they're external enemies or whether they're internal enemies, that is the key to overcome. But what I love is how he starts this section. Here they're being commanded to repent. They're told that they need to make some changes. But he doesn't leave them alone in those changes. He starts out this section by saying, Behold, thus saith the Lord, even Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, even he who was crucified for the sins of the world. So before ever asking them to change, before ever asking them to repent, he makes it clear who he is and by what power they can change, what power they can repent. Elder Renland once said, Real repentance must involve faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, faith that he can change us, faith that he can forgive us, and faith that he will help us avoid more mistakes. This kind of faith makes his atonement effective in our lives. 
So I think each of us, before we begin that process of repentance, need a reminder oftentimes of who the Lord is and what he has done so that he can free us. Now, in this section, the Lord is going to continue and verses four and five are directed more towards Lehman Copley. They say, and as the covenant which they made unto me has been broken, even so it has become void and of none effect. And woe to him by whom this offense cometh, for it had been better for him that he had been drowned in the depths of the sea. Now, that sounds super harsh, right? We know that God is a loving father in heaven and a merciful father in heaven. And here he's saying, well, this covenant has been broken. So now it's better if he were drowned in the depths of the sea. And it does sound harsh. I agree. But I think as we better come to understand covenants and why we make them, why our father in heaven wants us to covenant with him, then I think that it helps us understand what the Lord is saying in these verses a little bit better. Keep in mind, when the Lord asks us to make covenants with him, he's not asking us to lose our agency. He's not trying to bind us into some sort of agreement. That's not a covenant. That's a contract. That's how the world makes promises. But that is not what a covenant is. A covenant is an invitation to have a special sort of relationship with our Father in heaven. That relationship comes as he asks things from us and as he blesses us in return. There's a huge difference between a contract and a covenant. Our Father in Heaven isn't interested in drawing up contracts with us. He's interested in making covenants with us. He's interested in inviting us into a special relationship with Him, where He asks something of us, not because He needs it, but because he knows that by asking that thing of us, he's inviting us to change. And as we do those things, as we obey his word, then he pours out his blessings upon us. So here in this verse, when it says, woe to him by whom this offense cometh, for it had been better for him that he had been drowned in the depths of the sea. I don't think that our father in heaven is trying to be harsh. Rather, he's showing us how sad it is when we miss out on the blessings that he wants to provide us. That's his greatest desire for us, to be able to bless us so that we can experience the kind of peace and joy and happiness that he wants to bestow on us. Elder Stevenson once said, Righteousness or obedience to commandments brings blessings, and blessings bring happiness or joy into our lives. Understanding that understanding what a covenant really is, an invitation for us to change, and an invitation for us to obtain blessings from his hand, all of a sudden it makes much more sense why the breaking of those contracts is so sad and so difficult for our Father in heaven. Because as our loving Father in heaven, he desires all good things for us. He desires to bless us with the joy and peace and happiness but understands that as we break those covenants, as we set aside our obedience, he can't give us all those beautiful things that he wants for us. And then finally in verse 10, it says, And again, be patient in tribulation until I come, and behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, and they who have sought me early shall find rest to their souls. My friends, I absolutely love that promise that only the Lord can give rest to our souls. 
peace as we come unto him. The scriptures promise us that peace and promises us that rest as we yoke ourselves with him, as we recognize that everything that we're asked to do in this life, we are not asked to do alone. Rather, we are able to yoke ourselves to our Savior and allow him to carry our burdens. In that way, we can find peace. In that way, we can find rest. Sharon Eubank once said, Christ is willing to join with us in the yoke and pull in order to lighten our burdens. Christ is rest. My friends, I testify that as we follow the Savior and as we allow him to be in our yoke, we can find greater joy, greater peace, greater rest, because that is what our Father in Heaven wants for us. That is part of His covenant plan for us. Remember, the Savior said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. The world would have us make contracts, but Christ would have us make covenants. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.